heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today, Wednesday morning the 20th of July. A very good morning to everybody listening to us through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4GC Charters Towers and the Hot Country Network. A very good morning to you. If you've missed any of our shows, you can always get in contact with me, uh, ben.dobbin at ruralqldtoday.com.au. Professor Jeff Dunn will join us. We're going to talk with Kevin Walters ahead of tomorrow night's clash. We'll also talk with Cyril Close and we'll talk PBR bull riding as well as the Cairns Invitational was won last week and they head to Kabulcha and just what's making it so special. Big show, Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Let's get into it. Professor Jeff Dunn. On Rural Queensland today across the Resonate Broadcast Network, you're with Ben Dorman. It's uh, Wednesday morning, the 20th of July. University of Southern Queensland Professor Jeff Dunn joins us this morning. Jeff, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, ben, good morning, mate. Good morning to your listeners. Uh, this is a huge statistic that I'm going to say and very worrying that prostate cancer is now the most common cancer diagnosed in Australia. That's overtaking breast cancer and the University of Southern Queensland is at the forefront of the response from intervention treatment trials to virtual care models. I I just want to start by saying that I don't think anybody would have realised that the estimates are that 24,217 Australian men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer this year compared to 20,640 women diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't think anybody ever would have envisaged that prostate cancer was the number one cancer. To me, that's scary. There is so many things that is preventable, but that is a scary statistic because it's, I suppose, breast cancer we see and hear so much. We see pink test matches. We see so much talk around it. We probably just don't see... The, the chat around prostate cancer like we see with breast cancer, if, if I'm honest? Well, well, Ben, you're right. I mean, it's a wake-up call, isn't it? It's certainly a, it's a call to action. So as you said, prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in Australia. You, you mentioned 24,000, well, over 24,000 men each year. That's 66 uh, men each day. And sadly, uh, 3,500 men die from this disease each year. Wow. And you're right. We've got a job to do. We've definitely got a job to do in raising awareness about prostate cancer. Can I just talk about the University of Southern Queensland? You guys are obviously at the forefront and you've partnership with the Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia. You've been appointed as the Queensland Chair. What are the the big things that you're looking to try and achieve and and how do we we try and look at treatment trials and, and, and interventions? Is there a process for men listening to this today that can do stuff that is early prevention, like, uh, and th- and that's what I'm worried about. The early prevention for me. My father's had prostate cancer; he had his prostate removed. He lives a healthy life, but a lot of blokes are like, "I'm not having my prostate." And we know why they don't want their prostate removed. We all understand that, um, um, and, and we get it. I get it. I get it completely. Yeah, I could think of nothing worse. But I tell you what, I want to be around for my grandkids and my kids more than. Well, you do know. you know what? That's that's so true, Ben. Mate, and before we get on to the research stuff, I, I suppose it's true. Look, you know, in, in Australia now, our, our five-year survival rates for prostate cancer, so the news is not all, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, you know, our five-year survival rates, and that's a statistic which is used as a benchmark to compare how well we're doing yeah. you know, globally and stuff. 
Our five-year survival rates for prostate cancer in Australia are among the best in the world. They're about 95, 96% across the board, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, it was in the 60%. I mean, we wanted 100%, of course, but that's been magnificent progress. But, but sadly, you know, only about 36% of prostate cancers in Australia are detected in the early stage. And this is what you were talking about. You know, how do you get this thing early to give yourself the best possible chances when it comes to treatment and, and, uh, and less complex treatment, less invasive treatment, you know, treatment that's not going to cause too much of an impost in quality of life. We need to, we need to actually make sure that, that blokes out there and those people out there that care about them, you know, their partners and wives and family members, yeah. understand that prostate cancer is an issue. It's prevalent. There's a lot of it. Um, and there are guidelines. And just very quickly, mate, if you're a bloke out there and you're over 50, now current guidelines, you need to talk to your general practitioner about your prostate health. Talk yeah. to him or her. Make some decisions about testing. If, if you're a bloke out there, and Ben, this applies to you. If you're a bloke out there with a family history, so you've got a father, brother, uncle, uh, a prostate cancer, you really should talk to your GP from age 40 about your prostate health because uh, for prostate cancer, family history uh, is a risk factor. Huge. Now, now, that doesn't mean, yeah, well, it is. Now, that, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it, but it does mean that you're at increased risk of getting it. So from age 40, you do need to be talking to your general practitioner. Um, and look, this, mate, I've got to say, in the last uh, five, even the last five years, there have been some magnificent advances in technology, uh, clinical practice, how we treat this disease, you know, new sort of nuclear-related targeted therapies, which is personalized medicine, which is essentially radiation therapy delivered into your bloodstream. It's incredible stuff. Uh, new scanning techniques, imaging techniques to help diagnose prostate cancer to make the diagnostic process, you know, much more accurate and, and less invasive. So there's been terrific things happening. We just need to get the, the message out there, um, and this is where USQ is playing a, a leading role, that there are things that can be done and also, you know, focus on what, what's happening now with, with such high survival rates, mate, and more men getting diagnosed. There are more and more men out there who, who are being diagnosed and treated and are living for decades with prostate cancer. Some of them have side effects. So a real focus for us is actually, uh, you know, we want men to live longer when they've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, but we also want them to live well. And uh, we've got a particular focus on, you know, survivorship and prostate cancer survivorship essentials. Can I ask you this? The, the, the statistic, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you as a professor at USQ, so you understand yep. this, that the stat that shows to me is that if you are Australian men living regionally or rural in Australia, you have a 24% higher rate of dying from prostate cancer than in urban counterparts. Is that because we're not raising the awareness enough in the bush that people – to say it'll be right, and we leave it too late. Is that is that the big the the is that why this statistic is higher if you live in regional or rural Australia compared to whether or not you live in the cities? Well, mate, you know, and it is a frightening statistic, isn't it? Yeah, it really you know, is. I mean, you know, so to all our friends and colleagues and family members out in the bush, you know, this is a statistic. You know, twenty four percent higher risk of uh, dying. So. Look, you know, we wish it was a straightforward equation so we could work it out. It, it's sort of complicated. And there are some of the things, there are lots of things involved, Ben, some of the things you've touched. For example, you know, is it attitudinal stuff? So blokes, blokes in the bush, it'll be right. Oh, got a bit of pain down there, but oh, you know, I'll see the doctor next month or next month or 
you know, or, or just preparedness to put up with things, uh, whereas perhaps, you know, that wouldn't be the case in larger centres. So it was about attitudinal stuff. Is it about just distance generally, you know, the fact that you're further from things? Is, is it about system, health system related issues, like how far you are from a GP? You know, what sort of services you can get out there in the regional areas? And, mate, I've I, I got to tell you, it's complex. You know, it's, it, for example, when you look at all cancers, not just prostate cancer, but all cancers, you know, we see differences, the inner region, the inner regional areas. So, you know, not the ones right out past, you know, you know, out past Roma and, yeah. you know, out past Longreach. They're actually doing, some of them are doing better than some of the inner regional areas, which are the closer in ones. Yeah. So there's, it's not just a straight line issue, and we're trying to tease that out. Critical to it all, though, as you said in that, in, in, you mentioned in your question, is raising awareness. You know, if, if you're out there, understand what your risk factors are. So if you've got a family history, and, and then when you turn 50, when you have your annual checkup, and hopefully blokes are, you know, or you're talking to your GP, talk about prostate cancer health. And, and these sorts of things will... These sorts of things will actually help us address this because once again, the earlier we detect the disease, you know, the, the, the better the chances for treatment and the less invasive treatment. I think you're right. What is USQ doing at the moment? What, what are you guys, obviously there's trials, where do you hope to get to? Well, there's a few things happening, mate. And I, I suppose a couple I've, I've picked up. So first of all, at, at University of Southern Queensland, we've led, you know, the national approach to prostate cancer survivorship and essentials. So, We've developed the framework, which are rolling out, and the, you know the urologists and the radiation therapists and the medical oncologists and the health systems have all signed on board, and they're agreeing. So we're we're putting in place a new framework to to make sure that we you know pay attention to those important things for men and their families when a diagnosis has been made. Quality of life is important. Another exciting thing we're doing is working with uh, Westmorton Hospital and Health Service now. That's Westmorton's based in Ipswich, but it includes five um, sure. regional hospitals. Yeah. Um, they've developed a virtual care platform, which is back to base, so it's, it's spanned by nurses 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and we're experimenting on using their virtual care platform. We've modified it specifically for men who have been treated for prostate cancer. So they get an iPad, and when they go home, they can actually put data in on that iPad, and it goes back to base, and they can talk to the nurses. So if you're in regional Australia, you're actually in contact. If you've got symptoms, if you've got concerns, you can be monitored. It, it prevents or it limits the, the requirement for you to jump in a car and drive, you know, six hours to a hospital. It actually, it, it's actually about providing improved care um, at home uh, with re- reducing the need to come in and, and spend time in hospitals. And, you know, we started a pilot program. The initial, the initial data is very, very promising. Ben, we're pleased with that. And, We'll be looking to run that out as a major trial over the coming years. Another exciting one we've done, we've, we've picked up a couple of million dollars through the National Health and Medical Research Council Partnership Grant Scheme to, to run a trial to look at ways to improve outcomes for men who go on hormone therapy. Now, hormone therapy is a particular type of treatment for prostate cancer. It can have side effects, which are, which are unpleasant. Um, sure. So essentially, it's reducing the testosterone because prostate cancer can engage with testosterone in your bloodstream to help it to help it grow and spread. So it's really limiting testosterone essentially in in, in men. But it has side effects. So yeah. muscle mass drops away, bone density drops away, 
Now, you can put on weight. You can have mood swings. Um, you can have all sorts of things uh, sure. which, which are unpleasant for men, um, and it's difficult for men. So we've actually got a trial which we're running through University of Southern Queensland now, looking at new interventions to improve outcomes from men who have to go on hormone therapy. And these are just a couple of things. And these interventions, I must say, are ones which are portable for, for regional Australia. So for blokes out there in the bush that need to have these sorts of treatments or, or have had treatments, you know, we're looking at ways we can look after them back in their communities without having to drag them back into major centres for, consult- for consultations in big hospitals. Yeah, um, and it's just phenomenal. We we need to have these discussions more, Jeff. Um, I think it's phenomenal that um, that you guys at USQ are, are actually right at the forefront of trying to find these interventions. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in Australia now, overtaking breast cancer. That is real, and we need to do everything to raise more awareness of it. Appreciate your time this morning, Professor Jeff Dunn. Um, thank you. We will talk again. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Ben. I do appreciate it. Good on you. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Not far away, we're going to talk with Kevin Walters. Also, Cyril Close after the Roma Market Report had in excess of 10,000 head there yesterday. This is Rural Queensland today. On Rural Queensland today across the Resonate Broadcast Network, you're with Ben Dobbin. Tomorrow night, the Broncos uh, take on Parramatta, and this clash is highly anticipated. 11 wins this season. Brisbane are well on the way to back in the winner's circle and making the semifinals. Their coach joins us this morning ahead of tomorrow night's clash, Kevin Walters. G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, really good, thanks, Tyler. How are you, big fella? All right. It's been a big week. Um, obviously, you took the boys away um, before the Titans game um, down to Kingsclip in New South Wales just to have a bit of a regroup um, on the run home. Round 19 of 25. So we've got seven games left to the semifinals. How is the site and, um, and and how important is it to have these breaks away just to refocus on what the big goal is, and that's winning premierships? No, that's right, Dobby. Yeah, refresh for the whole group. We've got all of our um, players and staff down here uh, for the past few days, uh, just regrouping, getting back together, resetting You know where we need to head for the next seven weeks. And um, it's a short turnaround as well for us playing You know on Saturday night against the Titans into a Thursday uh, against Parramatta and away as well. So we just thought we'd, we'd cut a bit of the travel out and we stayed down here. And It's been good, I've got to say. Um, we've got all of them, well, all except Selwyn Cobbo, of our Origin boys, uh, back playing this week. So um, that'll be uh, a good boost for the for the team, as well as um, those guys that have, you know, ploughed us through that, that Origin period, which was it's always tough on clubs. And we've come through it very well. I'm very happy with our origin period and, uh, and how we um, adjusted to it all. Geez, it's, um, the last couple of weeks have been the most impressive because of just the players that you didn't have available. Um, the, the the depth and the strength and depth of your 30-man roster was really on show. Like the, the DeLuise Hoiters, the Jordan Pereiras, Zach Hosking, um, even Tessie yeah. New coming back. They, they, they've been – it's been quite phenomenal um, to see some of these young blokes who – um, Branko Lee playing in the centres, who probably wouldn't be if all things were equal, wouldn't have been in the starting side, but they delivered in spades and, and got ground out two really strong wins for the club. Um, I, I don't like looking back on last year or the year before, but that just wouldn't have happened, Kev, on, uh, in the no, last couple of years. Dobbo, to be fair, wouldn't have happened, um, and, and that's a, a credit to those uh, players that were in that. We spoke about this um, pre-origin about everyone, and even before a ball was kicked this year about the good teams need a squad of 30 players to, you know, carry throughout the season, not only with, with our training and our preparation, but also in games. And there will be times when 
players get opportunities and you, you need to grab it and step up to the mark in the jersey and that's what's happened. You know, over the last four or five weeks, we've had uh, some guys get some opportunities and they've done extremely well with it. And, you know, that's what uh, the good clubs do, the strong clubs, uh, working together as one group, as one unit. And it'll happen again. Dobbo, in the next seven weeks, there'll be some players that, you know, for whatever reason, aren't available. We just need the whole group to continue marching forward, you know, towards September. Kev, you've won countless premierships as a player. You've had success in the Origin Arena as well as a coach and a player and at test match level, and you know what it takes to win. You, you just you know you know the ingredients. Do you have the right ingredients? It might not happen this year at Premiership, you know, but you're on your way. Do you think that you have the right ingredients at the Broncos at the moment to get the job done? Well, Domo, I threw it out into the universe earlier in the year about the Broncos when I first took the job at the Broncos. About you know being at the Broncos, it's it's never been about making the eight or making the four. It's about winning premierships. That's what I see the Broncos and when that or if that happens, and I'm sure it'll happen, but I'm not. I can't sort of give a yeah, timeline time on when that's yeah, going to happen. Sure. But, yeah. that's, that, but that's what I, I'm here, and the rest of the staff and all the players here would continue to remind of where our uh, journey is taking us. And, um, you know, we are taking it, it's an old cliche, but we are taking it, you know, week to week because there are some, some big challenges ahead of this group even before uh, we hit finals. And we haven't even made finals yet. So right now we're sitting here and we haven't sort of achieved anything this year that we really want to. So um, our best performances, I believe, are, are still in front of us. Um, you know, we, we, we haven't connected as a group uh, totally yet, and that's fine. That's what the season's about. It, it's a long season, 25 rounds, and you need to be fit and firing at the end of those 25 rounds and you know into the final. So that's our objective. Um, and Thursday night uh, is a great one for us against Parramatta away, who have uh, you know, been a good team for a long time. So uh, we've got some boys back into the squad that have got you know good experience and origin experience. And um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to push forward again, mate, this next seven weeks. And it's going to be really exciting times ahead for us as long as we continue and keep it really simple and just keep marching forward, mate. Every every single dad out there always dreams of coaching their son. You, you, you've had that luxury with Billy. I mean, he's out this week because of a hit pointer injury. But can you talk from a father's perspective just how enjoyable it is to actually coach your son and, and see he's been huge for you this year? Yeah, it's been great, mate. Really exciting, and um, you know, I, it was one of my dreams uh, to coach. My, my one of my kids or all of my kids, yeah. you know, at the highest level, and um, you know, it's been great with Billy, and he's had great support around him as well. And you know, I feel he has matured somewhat this year, you know, at the Broncos. Um, he's not playing on Thursday night; he's got a hip pointer injury, but he's he's been good for us, mate, as the rest of the team has, and he's just been part of this group that you know want to get better, want to improve, and, and want to do well, you know, in the Broncos jersey. I'm sure if you talk to Billy, you know, one of his dreams as a kid uh, watching me, he was at that grand final in 2000, along with my other three boys at the time, um, up on the base holding that trophy. And I'm sure, yeah. like every kid that uh, in Queensland, or particularly in Brisbane, that support the Broncos, that's their dream. If you're playing rugby league, you want to play for the Broncos and you want to be up there, you know, on the last day of September or early October with that premiership trophy. And Billy's no different and I'm no different. I was lucky enough to, to achieve that, you know, as a player. Uh, but now I'm after it uh, from a different level on a coaching perspective. And it's great to have Billy on board, you know, in the journey with me. Can you beat Parramatta tomorrow night? Are you confident in that one? Yeah, of course we can, mate. Um, we're in every fight. We need to play well, though, Dobbo. We, you know, done our work on Parramatta. They're a good, physical, uh, strong side, and they've been that for a long time. So um, we're just coming into that. We're just stuck our head over the over the cliff somewhat. So we, we need to, you know, get stuck into the physical uh, game on Thursday night. And you know, I feel with uh, the group that we've got coming through here, that's 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 up our alley as well. You know, and 
um, it's, it's going to be a good match for it to see where we are. We're going to learn some things about our side, you know, on, on Thursday night. And I believe we're going to learn a lot of positives about our team as well. What about the the, the inclusion of Capewell and Reynolds this year? I, I, and I understand, you know, there's been a lot of blokes step up. I mean, you know, you get Corey Jensen's yeah. been massive for you. Palacia's been massive for you. But I, I, I don't want to single two be out, but they have just been, from a leadership perspective, just what Brisbane have needed. Yeah, certainly, Dobbo. And, you know, we've got coaching staff here that, that have all won premierships, but actually in the playing group, um, those two are the only ones. Reno won a premiership with South in, in uh, 2014, I think yep. it was. And then, of course, Kurt, Kurt last year, you know, at Penrith. So they both know, which is really important from a playing point of view, that, you know, that they're out there on the ground, on the grass, doing it every Friday, every Saturday, and... They give a lot of confidence to the group about you know where we where we're trying to get to and how we're going to get there. And um, yeah, they've been a, a godsend for us. So I'll throw Ryan James into that group as well. He hasn't sort of won a premiership, but he's a, a good strong leader for us. Not only you know on the field in the last couple of weeks, he was really good for us, filling in in that middle role, sure. but also just around training and good habits um, that that he's created amongst the group as well. So I'll throw him into that that, tri- that triangle as well, mate. Goes a long way. Brisbane flying at the moment. They take on Parramatta tomorrow night. It's the start of round 19 of the Telstra Premiership and everybody's up and about. Brisbane have proven massive improvements. Um, already 11 wins. Uh, looking like it'll be a 15-win season for the Bronx um, and that will put them around about the top four, potentially fourth or fifth. But they look, there'll be a home semi-final at some point if they continue on their ways. Kev, uh, we just love you, mate, and what you're doing at the Bronx. Appreciate your time on Rural Queensland today. A lot of people listening to this absolutely just pumped with how well the Bronx are going. So thanks for giving us some time this morning. No worries, Dylan. We uh, likewise, it's right back at everyone, you know, in, in rural Queensland about the Broncos. We love playing for you guys and keep supporting us. Let's hope some better days ahead, eh? Let's good, go. Good on you. Welcome back to rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, well, let's talk Roma store sale. But before I start, I, I, I think we all need to agree that the, the, the simple fact is that there's 25,000 head in three yardings this week being sold in Queensland. Now, to me, that represents that there has been some panic over what's going on around the world. And I think it's probably time that we all just potentially calm down a fraction because of, seriously, this market. We do not need to crash this market with numbers. 10,000 head in Roma yesterday. Cyril Close joins us this morning. Cyril, um, you're the biggest advocate for rural and regional Australia um, and this cattle job. But I, I shudder when I see numbers of, of the proportions coming this week and I, and I feel in a, in a few ways I've been partly to blame for it. A lot of people have been because of the concern around FMD and, and what's been going on. And whether people say it or not, I, I think a lot of people are looking and going, well, the market's good. We don't know what's ahead of us. There is some biosecurity issues. Let's start to clean out the cattle that we probably don't want. And then we see a, a situation where there's 25,000 head through three sale yards this week booked in, which can cause catastrophic results. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, she's a can of worms. But yeah. I will also say that if you look back through the history and Roma will always have one big sale in July or maybe two. So our numbers of cattle that were there yesterday yep. were probably no surprise to any of us here. They would have been there last week or the week before if it wasn't for the weather. Sure. So 
there is an element of there's quite a big element of weather where you know that first half of July is usually the bigger one, um, and 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 we got rain that week, so we got we, we had three thousand hit. Then we had eight thousand last week, and then we've got ten thousand this week. The it, so it's no big surprise that those numbers hit in Roma in July most years. So everyone's consensus is next week from that was there yesterday is it will probably won't yard anywhere near ten thousand, but we could yard seven or eight. Yeah. But, and is that an element of what you're talking about? We could have a part, but my assessment of the cattle were there yesterday were coming anyway, no matter what. Uh, and there may have been an element of a percentage of those cattle that came for the other reasons that we're talking about. So I'm, yeah. I, 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 I agree. There is a bit what, of weather-driven yeah. stuff here, mate. There's a bit of weather-driven stuff here, but the other side of it is I don't know what proportion of it that is to do with people making decisions regarding our well, biosecurity. Security. And you can't blame them one bit, mate, with the government that doesn't even know there's a rural sector. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, bloody, I don't blame them, but, you know, there is another side of it too, don't worry. 10,000 head in Roma yesterday. Let's talk about the market. Let's start with the steer portion. Um, there's always, when there's big yardings, it draws big numbers. Was the competition fierce? It wasn't fierce. Um, but one thing about here, that usually the ball we put here, the more people turn up, but we had a very good buying panel yesterday on the stall market. Um, but probably not as big as you, you would have thought with that number. So uh, market was softer by all means and um, probably you know, maybe 20 cents. I haven't read the official report um, this morning yet, but um, it was probably about 20 cents off steers and maybe a bit more in parts. Um, feeder steers still got you know 480 to $5 and just tick over five, but around that $5 mark was top end. Um, bullocks were definitely softer. Like they were... Not many of them there, of course, because no one sells too many bullets, but um, they were quite a bit off the pace. Um, very limited competition in the meat job on the bullets. Um, steers, mid range steers um, in, your, in your feeder classes were still over $5, uh, and, and wieners out to $5, 30 and 40 Mate, there were still wieners there, steers. Wiener steers are coming back at over $2,000. So yeah. I don't see too much wrong with that. No, I mean, and, and there that's is a it. massive wave in them this year, though. Yeah, and and look, to be honest with you, we've talked about this before. It cannot continue at those high levels sustainably for everybody um, all the time. So you've got to look at your market. Everybody's had a turn at this. And if it comes back 40 or 50 cents and levels out there, that is still a phenomenal outcome for this industry. Mate, we're still in front of where we were this time last year, and I, on, our, on our average dollars ahead on our – Cattle and the clients I spoke to last night, the cattle that we sold from yesterday, we we done some quick sums and yeah, we are. This time last year, we, we were we're still a bit better. Um, so yeah, it was softer, but um, but the steer job, you know, magnificent yarding of cattle, like tremendous yarding of cattle. So that helps always. Uh, where is the where are these cattle going? Where where are the majority of cattle going? There's an element of cattle going into the south, but majority just are being absorbed into our local markets. Yeah. Um, you know, into into you know, St George and Dolby and Taroom and Darwin and, and locally, um, you know, me and Dara. Um, so there's you know, in the in the background of situations in the feedlots into um on the oats crops, 
um, you know, there's some bloody magnificent oats cropped around this year. So, yeah, just into the normal buying area. Yeah. yeah. And, mate, um, obviously this prime job's now going to cause some concern. People can't get space for feedlots at the moment. There's a lot of cattle coming forth. And traditionally this is always the way. Is there some worry from the, the, the other end, from that feedlotting sector, uh, from that prime sector? Uh, you know, we, we've been the biggest advocates for talking this market up all the time, and I, I hate when people come out and, and and try and shoot down a market or shoot down the industry at the moment. But is there is there a little worry for that prime job at the moment? Oh yeah, always is, mate. You know, when you get a when you get a bit of a glut, a job, same story. People weanings, quite a lot of cows hitting the market. Um, you know, that's the one that you know. There's, there's obviously bullocks out there that you know traditional people still are doing the bullock job. There's you know a number of those around. Um, you know, we're at the back end of the weaning season in through our area, through the Maranoa uh, and Warrigo area. So as they're weaning, they're pulling off their prime cows. Um, so, you know, the, the best of the prime cows yesterday got the $3.10 or 15 You know, that's probably back 20 uh, on last week or roughly, you know, 20 cents on last week. Um, but also those same big, big clients last night that said, well, you know, we're still getting $1,800 for a cow that we're done with and she's given us seven, eight, nine, ten calves or whatever. Um, so it's not the end of the world and, you know, buying us all cows. There was a few fellas there shopping to put them on oats and, you know, they'll make it in the early $2 bracket, middle $2 bracket. Um, so, you know, if that's as bad as it gets, mate, I'm pretty sure we'll all be pretty happy if it keeps if the numbers keep pouring in and whatever else, well, we all know the pressure of numbers will push it down and, yeah, you've got all, all rights to be bloody a bit concerned. Yeah, look, it, it's by no means at the moment panic stations. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week, but you're dead right. Roma always has big yardings and it's the premier say yards in Australia for store cattle. So if there's ever going to be a big yarding in July, seasonally-wise it's very good there at the moment. They are talking more rain later in the week. There, yeah, definitely, mate. And that's sort of as I was saying earlier on that that'll have an impact on on our local numbers for for next week. And uh, if there's a few, um, you know, we've we've definitely got some numbers lined up for next week from local and away, but nothing to the extent of what we have this week. But and that rain will definitely have an impact on that, mate. If it you know if it eventuates, which by the sound of it, there's something coming, and, and by the feel of what Mother Nature's putting in front of us at the moment, there's a good change on anyway. Yeah, perfect. Really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, mate. We, uh, next week we'll have the Unlocks and Ears competition in Roma, so um, we'll run that at the end of the steer steer job. So um, be ten of the um, young, young and upcoming auctioneers from around the state. They'll uh, do battle with um, some cattle supplied by ACC for the comp. So awesome. Yeah, anyone that's interested, uh, come on out. It'll be a great spectacle. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk that up throughout the week and, and the coming week. So that's next Tuesday, um, and this is going to be a phenomenal thing, the 26th of July. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later as well um, and obviously try and highlight some of the young men who will be representing their organisations in the Queensland Young Auctioneers of the Year competition. Appreciate your time, Cyril. Thanks so much for talking to us, mate. Always a pleasure, Dobbo. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. PBR time, and look, the Cairns Invitational PBR last weekend finished uh, with two of Australia's best bull riders tying for the title. Uh, Simon Malloroy, one of the legends, operations manager at PBR, he joins us this morning, mate. It was a tight one in Cairns. Obviously, uh, the season rolls on um, with Caboolture coming this weekend, but... 
the Cairns Invitational PBR. It was a special, special event. Oh, mate, it was. Like, it was double points, right? So all the Cowboys were coming to this one. They knew that if they could just get a few wins under there and get you know cover some balls, they were double points for them. So it was really going to boost those kids down the bottom, get them in a real title race for the grand final. But as it is, Aaron Clyer, Jake Kerr, they're tied for the win. So that means Aaron Clyer, our four-time Australian champ, has jumped from fourth place to first place just in one event. Well, the big thing about it is, and the story behind it with Aaron Clyer, is he, he is arguably one of the best in the game. But there's a young man by the name of Jake Kerr who – I don't know if it's the fact that he heard that his father had won the, the Cloncurry Stockman's Challenge uh, open camp draft on the same day and he didn't want to be outdone by his old man Marcus, but he has tied um, as well and, and he needed to get back in the winning circle, Jake Kerr. Good bull rider, uh, had a bit of bad luck throughout the year, but he's come back and, and look what look what that does for him as well and his confidence heading into Caboolture. Oh, well, he's come fresh out of Mount Isa's win too. Yeah. So he, he was riding red hot, and yeah, he's tied with Clyer. So he had, with that win, he's put himself in that top 10. But we're just waiting. He's got a bit of an injury uh, on that final ride of the night. So we're still waiting on a bit of an update to know where he's at. Um, Whether or which, not he'll yeah, be down. Come through. Yeah, but, I mean, what a ride. What a kid. Like, he, yeah, he's killing it. So it's, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot nipping at Aaron's heels at the moment, of course. Mate, what, what makes this PBR so uh, – everywhere this – and I talked to Youngie a bit about it, and, and it just fascinates me. We all grew up going to bull rides and rodeos, but you, you go to Caboolture, it's a sellout. You go to you go to Cairns, it's a sellout. Everywhere you take this product, there is an appetite for bull riding and PBR, and it doesn't matter. And and it's, it's more than just the bull ride. It's the entertainment. It's the whole package. It is yeah. really one of the fastest growing sports to be watched, and it doesn't seem it's a sellout wherever you go. Yeah, look, it's a testament to the contractors, it's a testament to the Cowboys you've got, but the PBR, it's the rock and roll of bull riding. Yeah, you know, we really want to try and get this product out into that mainstream audience just to show them that this is the toughest dirt on the sport. Uh, sorry, toughest <laughs> sport on the dirt. Yeah, so. You know, by getting it into these sort of, we, we hit the regional areas, of course, but we are concentrating to try and get all the way up and down that eastern seaboard just to, you know, show the people out there what they're missing. And they're coming in droves. Like, it's, it's not an easy event to build in Cairns. It's a suspended floor. It's a basketball court. So we've got to bring in 300 tonne of dirt, but in little trucks because there's only this one support beam that you can drive on. <laughs> It, it takes us oh, – no, I'm not joking. Mate, you get on the truck, mate. Were you driving the truck at all? You're, you're a hands-on man. To. You're a hands-on man. I, I am a hands-on. I had to. I got in the truck at one point. I was on a broom at another. So we oh. bring in all the plastic. We bring in all the plyboards, 300 tonne of dirt. Then we bring in all the steel, all our bucking chutes, uh, oh. and then obviously the production elements. We've got the full light in the fireworks, the whole – Kit and caboodle, yeah. so you'd say. Unbelievable. And uh, then we're going to pull it all out again. 
Well, it doesn't get any bigger than this weekend at Caboolture, Um, and there's so much to like about it. Um, Jake Kerr and Aaron Clyde, unbelievable tying. Uh, and look, this race is hotly contesting. Remembering it culminates in Townsville at the end of the year, uh, where the finals are. Really appreciate your time. One of the good blokes, mate. I remember you as the pump up man for the for the tough mutter many moons ago, mate. I got two of those headbands, two of those bad boys, mate. No one could ever take that off me, those tough mutters. They were the days, no. but uh, I, I will never, ever do another tough mutter, mate. I'd rather step onto a bull than do a tough mutter. Well, he's gone from one tough to the other tough. It's the extreme. Yeah, unreal. From mud to dirt. Yeah, it was a good times, mate. Hey, great to chat. And yeah. uh, look, the PBR kicking off at Caboolture this weekend, uh, 23rd of July, as the season continues. You can Google anytime. Just go to pbr.com.au. It's all there. And all the current bull ride standings, points earned, uh, prize money, the whole lot there. Simon Malloroy, Operations Manager for the PBR. Great to chat. Dobbo, always a pleasure, buddy. See you, mate. Well, that's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're back tomorrow morning from nine as usual. Have a great day and remember, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. See you later.